Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus Christ. There is none other in heaven or on earth. Welcome to another episode of Hope in Christ with Denise, here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast, where we place our hope in the only hope there is, Christ our Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. I'm your host, Pastor Denise, and I welcome you all back to today's show. Um, We have a phenomenal author today, um, Dr. Vilma Bagby. And before we jump in and begin to chat with her about her new release, we're going to open with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to spread the gospel. Father, we thank you for this word um, that you're going to even release through your daughter today, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for just giving us the opportunity to reach the highways and byways, Lord, every corner of the earth. And we thank you, oh God, for just continuing to move in our lives, continuing to provide for those that are in need. Father, whoever is listening to this broadcast, we pray that they will receive something today from your daughter, Lord. And we thank you, oh God, for continuing to move mightily in our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. So again, thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. I am your host, Pastor Denise, and here at Hope in Christ, we are healthy, we are overcomers, we have purpose, and we maintain our eternal perspective as we focus on our identity in Christ Jesus. So without further ado, we're going to begin our interview, our author interview with Dr. Vilma Bagby. Um, I had the opportunity to meet this wonderful woman of God, and I'm so excited to have her on today's show. And so um, Dr. Dr. Bagby, can you please share, tell us a little bit about you? Well, um, I am a I became a first-time author in uh, 2018 at the age of 64. I began writing um, once I retired from my job as a deputy administrator for the state of California and um, felt like the Lord was leading me to write about all of the discussions my, I had with my daughters about men and intentional dating, the way God had originally designed it, designed it, and it prompt me to go deeper into the word of God concerning that whole topic and the question they had for me at the time, mom, why are men so slow? So it began a journey for me that has now evolved into what I am doing now as a writer and an author. And so that very first book was what propelled me into um, the life as an author. It took me a while to finish it because I had to learn my, figure out my voice. I was I was always comfortable writing for my job. You know, I knew the I knew the language of the state. I knew the legal language I had to use. I was a Sunday school teacher. I was a Bible class uh, facilitator. So I knew the language I had to use. But this involved me finding the voice that God had given me, and so it took me some time to do that and discover that. And so my first book was published in 2018. Um, 
this, uh, the topic of dating and relationship is really the place in my heart that I know that God will have me to continue to write more about. And that's how I began my, um, my uh, writing career. Um, I just celebrated my 66th uh, birthday on the 8th. I've been married now for 46 years, so I used some of that experience in having conversations with others since my daughter. And um, I have two daughters, both are in. I have one son-in-law and I have three precious grandchildren and my faithful uh, German shepherd, Gracie, who's my protector and my superhero. And that's pretty much my story. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so amazing, so amazing to hear the amount of time God has kept you and your husband together. That's a blessing. Um, so Amen. we're going to begin with uh, by you telling us a little bit about your, first of all, tell us the title of your new book and why you chose that title. The title of the book is, is A Place Called Down a place called down, Why Christians Suffer. And it's interesting that I didn't really know the title of the book yet. I just knew that God wanted me to write about and tell my story of my down place pretty much all of 2019. And initially, I thought the title was going to be my year in review. I had no idea how God was going to have me uh, just, you know, discover the title until sometime in 2020 in February, a Facebook memory popped up, which it normally does. It pops up with memories of things that you posted on Facebook. And this post was from 2018. And I realized when I looked at the post, I, I, I titled the post, A Place Called Down, because I was experiencing an illness during uh, 2018, January. And I think it was the beginning of kind of the bad uh, case of uh, the flu bug. I think that was when it was just starting to get back, and I just happened to get it that year. And I felt so horrible that I wrote about it on Facebook, and I called it a place called down, and I equated it to other things that we experience as Christians when we go through a period of suffering. Well, it popped up in 2020, February, because I reposted it when it popped up in 2019. 2019 is what this book is based on when I experienced all these health issues throughout the year. And so it popped up again, and I reposted it, and it showed up in 2020. And right then, I knew this was the title God wanted me to give this book. And so that's how the title came to be. And the book is basically a, it was capturing those, those, that season of trial and um, being tried by the fire, tribulations, and testing that I experienced that year. And that I captured that, and God helped me to capture that so that I can tell the story in a very creative way entitling the place of suffering a place called down because that's how it feels when you're going through something uh, it's amazing how god can speak to us even through social media a lot of times people think yes. social media is not the best thing to use but um he can speak to us in that moment oh yeah he can he can really speak to us and so so who would you say is your target audience for this particular book? I think my target audience is, the, is a Christian group, although it can apply to anyone else that's experiencing suffering and difficulties, but specifically Christians because throughout my book, especially in the beginning of, of my journey, the, I, I went through three different health attacks, 
And the first thing I began to do is the question why God was allowing me to go through it. And I think we forget that uh, according to the scripture, according to the word, we are not supposed to be surprised by any kind of test or trial. We should expect it as believers, but we tend to still be surprised just as I was. I had to take an assessment to see whether or not I had done anything wrong. There was nothing wrong. It was just the season that God had ordered for me. So I know that it will relate to uh, Christians going through something, people who have experienced suffering, a tragedy, even the death of the loved one, pandemics, you know, what we're doing, what we're going through right now. I touch upon that also in the book. Uh, it's just uh, any place of suffering that we experience, that person would, should be able to relate to it. And hopefully we'll find hope in it, knowing that God has ordered it for us, because it gives us peace in a sense, knowing that God is in control of it all along. Amen. Amen. And I always say God has a sense of humor in a sense where, um, cause I found myself asking God things like that, like, Lord, why, why do I have to go through this? And then, you know, remembering the ministry, he gave me hope in Christ. And so you can't, you can't minister hope until you have really walked in that hope. So thank you for sharing that. And the, um, the next question I have for you is, what are your goals for this book? My goal for this book is to really try to disseminate it and get it out there for the, for the folks who have not yet realized what I just explained, who still feels that they're suffering and going through something and, and questioning why God is sending them through it. My, my hope is that this book will reach them. We reach the group that's suffering. Even now with the pandemic, people have suffered a lot of loss. It could be a loss of a job. I've ministered to several people who are struggling financially, ministering in this season that we have right now. I mean, that is what I hope. And what's interesting when I was writing this, when God kept telling me, keep writing, keep writing, I wanted to pause because there were several projects he gave me at the beginning of the year, and I thought I needed to pause and work on one of the others. And the Lord just kept telling me, no, keep writing on this particular one. And I realized that as I was writing, it ran right into the season of the pandemic when it hit, when we were quarantined. And then we had the knee on the neck, uh, the knee on the neck that happened that has caused the whole issue of the pandemic of racism to come back to the surface again. So it was right at that time I said, God, you knew this is why you wanted me. You, you wouldn't let me finish and you wouldn't let me set this project down. You made me stay on task with it. And I understood why he had me to do that. Because all of that and more is a place of down when the world went down. Amen. 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 So but have you considered using it as a workshop or a ministry conference? Because I can see that being um, one or the other. Absolutely. I'm just waiting for the Lord to lead me in that direction. Absolutely. I don't believe it's going to end with just this book. There still has to be conversations. Sometimes, even after reading the book, sometimes just hearing from the person that actually experienced it is helpful to another person. Uh, just as it was helpful to me when I was struggling as a writer, I wrote somewhere in here, well, to be in the beginning as a writer, it's, it's a lonely journey to me. It, it took some time to discover um, a sisterhood like we've discovered in each other all the way in North Carolina from California. I meet you. 
and then I also meet another kingdom sister I'm still connected with. It, it took some time, but it was a lonely journey in the beginning. And I remember feeling a little intimidated at first, thinking about all the other successful writers out there writing in the same genre I was writing in. And the Lord just set me free one day when my um, my workshop leader in one of my Christian marketing classes, she just, she has such a beautiful gift of exhortation. And she, it was her words that really set me free that day. And she said something that she didn't even realize was as powerful as I felt it was. I was still struggling. I, I hadn't even finished the book quite yet. I had the other books I was working on uh, the manuscripts for. And I was in this class one day and she just happened to say, um, she just happened to speak some words. I remember hearing the words, the fact that it is your assignment says, no one else can tell it like you. The moment those words left her mouth and entered my ear, I felt the spirit of God telling me, that's you. Now you're free. In that moment, I felt more free than I ever have since I began writing. He set me free to let me know what he's given me is what he's given me. And I said, God, I, don't, I know that what I'm doing is ministry. Ultimately, it's always ministry for me. But if you decide to add a dollar sign next to what I'm doing, it's going to be you that do it. It's not me that's pursuing it. I'm just going to be obedient and write what you're telling me to write. Amen. Amen. Um, as you were talking, I was thinking again about me and um, how God uses people to speak to us. And um, mm -hmm. um, I felt the same way when I, when God began to tell me to write and, you know, I can relate because I did ask some of the same questions, you know, God is so many yeah. authors out there, but then it took same kind of situation. It took my husband to say, you walk through that. Now you tell it because I was nervous. I was fumbling <laughs> over my words. And um, my husband said, you walk through that. God allowed yeah. you to walk through it. Now you tell it because you know it, you know? And so yeah. um, I, he he's just amazing. And I totally agree with nobody can tell it like you. Nobody yeah. has, um, they may have the same topic, but mm -hmm. what God has put in you, they can't, they can't, um, because he's giving you that audience that you're going to reach and only your voice can reach that audience. So, yeah. yes, that, that's amazing. And I know you shared a little bit, but what are some other challenges of being an author or an entrepreneur? What has been some of your challenges? The biggest challenge is really understanding and learning. You know, I approached a few people and it was almost as if go to my website, pay this fee, and you'll figure, you'll know what, what you need to do. And it's, it's not, I just wanted to talk to someone. And so it was really, and I said to myself, as God begins to help me to understand this and really, um, really uh, understand what it takes to be an author and all the different pieces you have to balance. I don't want to do that to the next person. I definitely want to make sure that those who come along after me, that they don't feel like I did or, or they don't feel like they're in this by themselves. And so I just hope that what I've gained from even the little hiccups and even the little shades on cold shoulders, that I will take that experience too and remember and have a heart towards those who are trying to 
come into uh, writing their book as well. Amen. Amen. Um, that's another big one. You know, a lot of times in the arena, I guess, of being an entrepreneur, we forget that we are doing this thing for Christ. And so we yeah. don't always have to um, pay this fee. And and then some of the fees are like, whoa, did God really tell you to charge that? But we're going to, we're going to keep going. <laughs> um, but it's just amazing that we, yes, we're in business, but we have to let the Holy Spirit lead and guide us. If there's someone who God has really spoken to, you know, and, and All the way. that person may not have what your fee is. And then what are you, are you going to obey yeah. God or are you going to obey right. man, the, you know, the way the world yeah. sees being an entrepreneur? Well, that's kind of my point. If I can go back and um, add to that, I, I remember uh, once that word set me free from my marketing teacher, I hit the ground running this year with a commitment to be who God has called me to be, to write what he's called me to write. And he began to give me a list of books he wanted me to write this year. And um, a place called down, even though it wasn't called that yet, was not even on the top of my list. I thought that my relationship-focused books were going to be first because I have three of them to finish this year. And no, God said, no, write this one. So I began to start capturing all the things I had gone through during 2019. But because I knew now what he really wanted to accomplish through my writing, I also felt it my obligation and responsibility to go after information. So I started reading a lot of books. I think I read over 30 books from that period while I was still working on these manuscripts because I have them on hold until I'm told to finish it. But I began reading these books, the how-tos, the what do you do next, the how to market, how to write, how to present your uh, material, uh, how to uh, submit a uh, press release. All of these how-tos, I began writing, I began reading all of these, how to prepare, I didn't even know what a hook was, how to develop a hook. In my marketing class, I, I learned some new language, your landing page, you know, all of those kind of things were foreign to me. And so I made it a point since I was freed from my insecurities about it and embraced who God told me I was to be, I began to make sure I understood it more. So I read as much as I could. Amen. Amen. And so um, the next question is similar to the question about challenges, but it's the opposite. So um, what do you love the most about being an author and an entrepreneur? I love the reactions. I love when you have done something that somebody resonates with, that somebody can, can relate to. I love that even though sometimes this is my first uh, fiction, I have always been comfortable in nonfiction because, of course, Bible teacher, speaker, minister, that's where we're at home. And so this was my first um, fiction. And so it allowed me to be a little more creative, I thought. And I enjoy having that creative freedom in, the, in a sense because there's no such place as a place called down. So that in itself is fiction. And so there are other things in there. You know, the three things that you'll find in this place are the three keys. 
as if the three T's are people, and they're not. They're just references to scripture that tells us about test trials and tribulations. So I, I found that I really enjoyed having the ability to be a little more creative, whereas nonfiction, we have to make sure we're more truthful in terms of what God says in his word and sticking to that truth, whereas although the word is here, based on our Christian teaching, we're able to be a little more creative. It's almost creative nonfiction. And even though that's not a category anymore, there's still people who write a lot of creative nonfiction. And we have to place it in the fiction category, even though it's really nonfiction. It's just you're writing creatively. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so another question I have is tell us one of your favorite scriptures and why that's one of your favorite scriptures. My favorite for the year is Proverbs 3 and 6, which is the guidance I've been following since January. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. And it doesn't matter what I'm looking for guidance in or what I'm seeking God's help in, that's my scripture. I stop to acknowledge him in whatever I, decision I have to make. Even sometimes in the morning, I get up, I say, okay, God, what order do you want me to do things today in terms of my writing, uh, the tasks I have to complete, all of that. I acknowledge him every step of the way. So that's my theme scripture right now. It makes makes life so much easier. Um, thank yes. you for sharing that scripture because it does. It makes us, sometimes we're trying to do things in our strength. And like you said, um, acknowledging God in every way and he will give us that direction. Even in writing, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but just sometimes when you're trying to write and you're just like, finally get to the place of, okay, Lord, you tell me what to write. And if you don't tell me what to write, I won't write. So <laughs> that's, that's even down to that when it comes to that particular scripture. And there's even moments where uh, there was a, a moment where I just felt a little overwhelmed. I had so many different moving parts at the same time. I felt I'm also uh, finishing up my granddaughter's book. Um, and I had trouble with the illustrator. Now, that book was supposed to be finished two months ago, so I'm going back and forth with her. And I remember uh, also finalizing things for this book. And so it was all happening at the same time, and I felt overwhelmed, and I reached out for prayer. Um, I remember my marketing teacher always asked, um, occasionally she'll post a uh, post on her page and say, look, who, who needs prayer this week? And I put it on there. And, I, and when she prayed, immediately I felt released. Because what the Lord has shown me is even in our, in our desire to do our job and our assignments well for him, that we tend to get into the type A personality. <laughs> you know, we, get, we tend to get into that place where we take it on and we're trying to be so, do it so well and do it so good and dot all the I's and cross all the T's that we forget that I have to stop and acknowledge him and step away from it to just breathe a minute. Sometimes I had to step away from my writing to let it breathe just so that I can be refreshed and renewed and then know exactly what I needed to do next. And so sometimes that type A will creep in in our writing and we have to pull back and slow down a minute. It's good to want to do it well, but sometimes we, we can go too well and we get overwhelmed and we have to pull away for a minute and just allow God to reset us so we can then continue on. 
Yes, that is absolutely so true. Um, and mm -hmm. I think a lot of times as the business owner or like you said, a Bible teacher, whatever it is, makes you say, <laughs> wait a minute, this has to be, no, that's not right. And, and, um, and you find yourself even sometimes stopping and the Holy yeah. Spirit is like, what, what are you doing? And because you're <laughs> saying that's this, this is not perfect Wait, It's not right. So, and so, like you said, you have to walk away from it and hear the yeah. Lord saying, okay, is this about you or about me? You know, some, a lot of times <laughs> we have to receive that whipping as, <laughs> As um, yeah. you know, we would when we were growing up, and and then God just um, He's glorified in it. So uh, again, thank That's you right. for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Now the um, the next question is: Tell us about any future projects that you like you see on the horizon. Something that you really want to see come to fruition. Um, do you have anything that you want to share? I'm definitely going to be uh, finalizing the book with my granddaughter. Her little book is called The Little Letter K and the Boring Alphabet Line and how the little letter K used her creativity to change what the letters did every day, all day for, for many, many years. And that's just standing in the line. No one did anything. So it's really interesting. Uh, the other draft man manuscript I'm working on is a return to my uh, relationship-focused uh, writing, and it's called If the Fish Aren't Biting, It's Time to Change the Bait. Uh, so that's in progress now. And then I'm also going to be, um, I've already worked on an expanded version of my original book, the very first one, Your Adam is Asleep, and it will be the anniversary issue along with a workbook that's going to accompany it. So those are kind of the things that God has given me a place on the table. I do have kind of an outline and draft of a workshop that will accompany all of that. And I'm not sure how God will have me to begin to continue uh, having the conversation around this book in terms of a workshop or a conference. So all of that, I'm acknowledging him and he will direct my path, but I am open to all of it. And I'm, I'm excited about beginning the workshops on all of those topics. Amen. Amen. And um, just before you tell us how to connect with you, is your book available to kind of share a little excerpt of it before we close out? Sure. I was looking at a section that I wanted to share and I had three different places in the book where I talk about my first time going down to a down place, the second time of the health attack and the third time. And I thought I would just talk about the third time. Um, and I'll begin there. This was my third health attack in 2019. I was so relieved my grandson had finally arrived. I could finally relax. But little did I know, another down place was waiting for me. I did not celebrate long before realizing how well I had handled my daughter and my grandson's experience. I tucked my stress away so I could be there for my daughter, family, and church. Since stress settles in the weakest part of our body, my body was already weak from the multiple health attacks I had battled since December 2018. I tucked my stress inside and I found out where it landed. With a referral in my hand for a shingles shot 
and a second referral for a new gynecologist, I scheduled an appointment to the gynecologist and planned to schedule my shingle shot after that visit. During my appointment with the gynecologist, they noticed a patch of red bumps under my left arm. After further examination, I was shocked to learn I had shingles, a shingles outbreak. I laughed in disbelief at the fact that I had the referral for the shot in my hand and planned to schedule the shot after this visit. Health attack, down place number three. Here I go again, more bed rest and medication. I remember thinking, really God, again? At that moment, I had forgotten about the math equation in Romans 5-4, which says patience plus experience equals hope. We cannot gain increased faith without going through something. The down places in our lives, like mine and others, come to make us strong, to help us grow our faith and trust in our Heavenly Father. It is not enough to read a Bible story or a promise about faith. Faith becomes genuine and increases when we have a personal experience where we can see a demonstration of what God can do for us. These experiences help us to see without question God's faithfulness. We watch God move mountains, which appear to be immovable, or we see God change circumstances which looked impossible to change. We cannot please God without believing he is who he says he is, according to Hebrews 11 and 6. These are the times we declare, God, I know you can do the impossible because I have experienced it for myself. I am no longer operating on something I read in scripture, nor is my declaration based on someone else's story. I know for myself. From my test, I can testify about what God has done in my life. Amen. 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 Um, that's awesome. So awesome. Um, thank you for writing that, allowing God to use you um, in writing that book, because in the time that we find ourselves living, we see a lot of people not being able to connect with scripture. Yeah. But like you said, when we walk through it, we won't know that God is a healer until we need healing. And, um, you know, just so many other things that we find as we walk through just the troubles of life. And so I know that so many people are going to um, benefit from reading, reading your book. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. And um, can you tell the audience how they can purchase your book and how they can connect with you if they need prayer, if they just want to connect, how can they reach out to you? They can reach out to me on my website, drzelma.com. There's no period after DR, D-R-V as in Victor, E-L-M-A.com. Or they can email me, and it's info at Dr. Velma, same thing, D-R-V as in Victor, E-L-M-A.com. And how are they able to purchase your book? There's also books available for purchase for pre-order on my website. And as of Friday, the 21st, it, the book and the um, e-book will be available on Amazon. But it's available for pre-order, the book itself, on my website. But as of Friday, both the e-book will be available um, on Amazon, and then the pre-order for the book will be available. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and pray us out again. Thank you for Amen. joining us and for blessing us today. So I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. Okay. Father, we thank you, oh God, for your woman of God. We thank you for the gift of writing that you've given her. And thank you for this um, book that will bless many, those that can't relate or connect with scripture or even the the real individuals in scripture. Father, we pray, oh God, that you would bless her hands continuously and mightily, Lord God. We pray, oh God, for those that are listening, that they heard something and that they would move in whatever you have given them to do, Lord God. We thank you, oh God, for all that you are and all that you will continue to be in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. And thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. We pray that you would have a phenomenal rest of your day, rest of your week, and just the rest of your life. We just thank God for you and thank you for listening.